Welcome to the Control Alt Azure podcast. I'm Josip. And I'm Tobias. Join us for a journey in the cloud. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Control Alt Azure. My name is Tobias Zimmergren, and I'm back again with Yusi Hoine. What's up, my friend? Hey, Toby. I am enjoying my vacation. And what it in practice means is that we get up in the morning, we do breakfast with the family, and then I start negotiating with the kids. What should we do today? So obviously, you cannot really travel that much, or at least as much as, as we normally do. So our mission for the past two weeks or so has been to go through each public beach we have here in the capital area of, of Finland, in, in and around Helsinki. And, and since we live close to the sea, there's a lot of public beaches, but not all of them are suitable for little kids. So each morning we sort of have a look at the weather forecast, and it's been a really nice weather for the past three weeks or so. So each, each morning after breakfast, uh, I pack the kids, I pack some food, and then we go on one beach and possibly a second one during the same day. And while it's fun, you still sort of, eventually you grow tired with yet another beach, yet another hassle with all of that. But even then, it's it's been quite fun. And, and I, I think that that's going to be the highlight of our vacation this year. Yeah, sounds fun. I know all about the hassle of, of getting to and or back from the, the beach, especially with multiple kids and uh, perhaps a, a car that doesn't really fit all the gear that you need to bring to the beach because you do need to bring a lot of gear when you have kids. Yep. But yeah, it's, it's all fun. We live by the beach here. So we, we walk or take the bikes down and it's pretty convenient. We can go there and go back whenever we want. But when we have to take the car, it's a, it's a different episode altogether. So I, I can totally relate to that. Good. So, so what have you been up to lately? Funnily, I don't enjoy the beach that much, even though it's literally around the corner. But I mean, I, I like the heat and I like the sun and I love when it's a little bit too hot for most people. That's when I enjoy it. So I, I don't really need to go to take a swim to cool down, but I go there when we play with the kids and whatever. So what I've done, which obviously is not going to the beach, is that my semi-vacation continues. I'm still working two days per week, and that suits me well right now. And with the new house, like I said in the last episode, I believe that I was starting to build a wooden deck. This is now done, uh, and it also looks great, and it's horizontal, and there's no tilting or misalignment. You can actually walk on it without it falling over, so I'm very happy about that. So now I'm just hoping it's going to stay that way for a couple of years so it doesn't you know, start tilting when winter comes or something like that. But that's what I've been doing, very analog type of work. And then something more technically related is I'm doing a lot of regulatory compliance work for our organization and looking into that from, from various angles. And that is a, a topic I am extremely excited about, which is very funny because most people perhaps don't enjoy that topic as much. But it's very interesting to take an organization through that change from not being officially audited to having a plan of becoming officially audited by a third party, going in and saying, this organization is ISO or SOC 2, type 2 audited or whatever it is, 
which needs to meet all of these hundreds of criteria, and you need to have all of these policies, you need to have all of these security controls and data privacy controls and all these things in place. And that's a challenge. And at the same time, it's extremely interesting and, and exciting. So I'm also working on that a little bit. So those two days when I'm actually on duty, if you want to call it that, when I'm working, I'm, I'm doing a lot of that. So in the near future, I hope we can do an episode on regulatory compliance in Azure, but also in general, of course, for any type of SaaS business like we are, uh, but how Azure fits into that and how Azure can help with that. So that's a pretty interesting thing as well. It, it does sound interesting, but it, I also feel it sounds challenging in the sense that you need to learn a lot about a lot of things in order to understand the big picture. But perhaps in, in a coming episode, we will definitely do a deep dive on that too. Yeah, definitely. And just to sum that up, it's Azure helps you with a lot of the technology around it. But the challenging part is getting the business to understand the policies that you need to have in place. So that's what we can talk about in that episode. But today, what are we talking about? So today, this is episode 90, and it's about managing virtual machines with Azure Auto Manage. So I do realize we're back to virtual machines again, because just recently we had a chat about Azure Disk Encryption, which relates really closely to virtual machines as well. This is with an interesting new angle, though. So Azure Auto Manage... It's a preview service, and it was announced in September 2020. And I sort of missed the announcement then. I, I believe there were a lot of other announcements then as well. So we haven't really spoken about this service. And, and Toby, I know you don't really work that much within virtual machines, but is, is this a service you knew that it exists, or is this something that, that, that you've had on your radar before? Uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm going to say this has never been on my radar, um, although I have seen it, but I haven't taken a look. I haven't really uh, taken the time to understand what it is, so I'm looking forward to uh, talking about that today. I think it was one of the conferences where they recently announced it, where I briefly took a look, clicked a link, read the brief, and moved on, because it doesn't really apply to what I'm doing, because as you said, we don't do a lot of VMs. We have a different type of architecture for most of our things. I'm um, I'm so, yeah. often I'm I'm often a bit hesitant when when there's a new service in Azure or in Microsoft 365 and there's anything auto or anything automated. I often feel well, yeah, perhaps this is good if this is the first virtual machine or this is the first service you're setting up. Then having something automated makes perfect sense. But I often work with customers who have been running their VMs in on-premises since 2005 and in the cloud for 10 years now. So they've sort of already built different best practices and, and they've spent a lot of time understanding how to best utilize virtual machines or other workloads in the cloud or in on-premises. So I had a look at this service. And, and one of the great things is that Azure Auto Manage, the service we'll talk about today, it's fairly simple. It's easy to set up. It's easy to manage. And as the name sort of suggests, it's, it's managing your, your VMs automatically. So you sort of set the settings, you forget about the service, and that's it. That's, that's mostly what's, what's in there. So 
on docsmicrosoft.com, when you go to overview, and we'll put the link in the show notes, there's this one sentence that I think quite nicely captures what Azure AutoManage is about. It eliminates the need to discover, know how to onboard, and how to configure certain services in Azure that would benefit your virtual machine. So Azure AutoManage for VMs is a set of best practices that you enable for a VM, and it automatically configures those additional services to support your VM so that it sort of is configured according to best practices then. So it's a bit like having this pre-made list of things you need to run for your VM. And once that's done and maintained, you're good. That's mostly what's, what's, what's this about. So the services that are included. So once you enable Azure Auto Manage, and let's talk about that in a bit. But once you enable this, I, I think what's, what's useful to understand here is that it goes to your VM and it configures the following. Boot diagnostics, so that you can see the logon screen. Did it boot? Is there something uh, missing from the VM? It configures some settings in security center, some settings in monitoring. It configures update management, backup log analytics, automation using an automation account, change tracking and inventory, what's happening within the VM, and some miscellaneous VM best practices. And all of these are based on the cloud adoption framework best practices. And, and we've talked about cloud adoption framework and the well-architected framework, I think, 25 episodes ago. And, and I think most of these are something you fiddle with, even if you wouldn't have a VM, like log analytics and backup and security center and whatnot. But am I, am I selling this to you successfully already? So once we're done recording, will you go and spin up a VM and enable Azure Auto Manage? So I, I will probably do that, perhaps not because I'm sold yet, but I do see some use cases where, for example, I, I want to spin up a couple of VMs for developers where my VM is exactly a replica of every other uh, dev VM that we have. And I could use an image or whatever. We don't need that type of complexity to maintain a specific image. So the way I understand this is I can just spin up the latest Windows 10 with Visual Studio on it. So it doesn't have to be based on my custom image. I just get the latest one and then connect it to Azure AutoManage or if I actually boot it up or spin it up from AutoManage and then get all these things that I configure once. So my configured settings in, in Security Center, you know, saying all the RDP ports need to be stopped or I don't know what the actual rules will be when you apply them and when you do this, but I would assume things like just-in-time access or... Uh, you know, closing the ports you're not using and securing the network and stuff like this is is handled by Azure Auto Manage. I'm I'm making assumptions here, but that's what I would suggest. Uh, the the security center integration would kind of take care of. Um, so yeah, you're selling the idea of having something that helps me manage my VM. And what I want, because now I'm coming back to the point I talked about earlier, regulatory compliance, in order for me to even spin up a VM when a company is officially audited and need to comply with specific regulatory compliance requirements, then that VM that you spin up, it cannot have RDP ports open or it can't, well, it can when you need them. 
and it can only have specific network protocols. It can only have this. It can only be like this. So there are certain rules, technical rules, but then also business um, rules or, or legal rules dictating exactly how you can work with any type of cloud workload, if you will, including VMs. So from that angle, I can see that this is a, a great thing where I can go to auto manage and say, tick all these boxes. When we tick all of these boxes, we stay within the, the green light of our uh, official audit that we will go through and then thumbs up. I can ensure that every VM we spin up for all the devs or for whoever is actually in good compliance. So from my angle, I see a use case, definitely. And I'm, I'm now thinking that if I interact with a customer who is perhaps onboarding their first Azure subscription today, then this makes perfect sense. And this is not to say that you couldn't use Azure Auto Manage if you're already experienced in public cloud architectures and, and management and operations. But often, as I said previously, often companies who already conduct business on top of Azure, they, they have or they should have backup taken care of and patching should be configured and they, they have this process and they have the checklists and everything else. So I feel that Azure Auto Manage is especially for those type of customers who go, well, we need five VMs, so let's spin those up. And then two months later, somebody asks, are we doing backups on those? And nobody really has time to focus on how, how do backups actually work? Should we use backup center? Should we use something else? What if the VM is, is, is you know, on premises, but managed through Azure Arc? So for this, I feel Azure Auto Manage fits really, really nicely. So if you want to play around with this, uh, in Azure Portal, you can search for Azure Auto Manage, or you can create a new Azure policy that automatically onboards existing and future VMs to become auto-managed. But I, I, I think there's there's this slight challenge with the name, though. And, and this relates to the electric cars, and, and I'm mainly, mainly focusing on Tesla-branded cars here. So Teslas have an autopilot feature. And the naming sort of implies in a Tesla that when you sit in the car and you enable autopilot, that the car drives automatically and does everything for you. When in reality, at least today, it, it more, more or less feels like, well, it sort of automatically maintains your speed and, and avoids collision, but you still sort of have to maintain everything yourself and oversee things. And with Azure Auto Manage, I feel it's an autopilot for your VMs. It configures backup, log analytics, configuration management, update and patching, monitoring, base security settings, the diagnostic settings. All of those are done really nicely, and you don't have to do those manually. But if you already have a policy, or if you already have a process for those, I don't think Azure Auto Manage is, is offering you, as of today, that much. And when I say as of today, so when you enable this in Azure portal or using Azure policy or an ARM template, when you enable this, you, you only have a couple of options to choose from. You can, you can select one or more VMs that already exist and say, let's enroll this into Azure auto manage. 
And you can select if those VMs are dev or test boxes or production boxes. And the difference is that if it's a dev or test, it won't configure backup and something called a robust monitoring. I, I think this has to do with log analytics. And if it's production, everything is configured. And then in configuration, there's a configuration file called Azure Best Practices. And you can modify that by creating your own. And in essence, what it can allow you to do is to customize backup settings and Microsoft anti-malware exclusions and the regular scanning schedules and such. Not much else you can configure. And that's it. That, that really is all there is. You enable the configuration, you enroll a VM in there. It takes about five minutes per VM to get all of this configured. And then you're good. Backups will be configured. Patching is done. You have monitoring in place. You have boot diagnostics in place. And you sort of get this best practice base level done. And you're still free to modify everything within the VM. But at least the base settings are done now. Okay, that makes sense. And I, I really like this idea where you kind of just enable it and it automatically takes care of these kind of what you can think of trivial tasks, but you still need to do them. So if you get a new VM and you get someone new on the team, you either need to roll your image, which you keeps up to date, and maybe you're still doing that. But then you need to connect monitoring, you need to connect all these things. And using this approach, you with this template or the configuration preference that you then select, for example, the Azure best practices, if you use the built-in thing, it will just enable and enroll the correct kind of configuration on that without you having to ensure that that actually happens. And I, I like that. So the more things like that we can get, the more templated kind of things and the more things that fits things into a specific bucket of configuration is good. And it's good, obviously, me talking with my compliance brain. It's obviously good from this angle. But also if I'm just doing R&D and dev work, I still want my VM to be configured the right way with all the best practices. And if I can ensure that that happens, that's great. And like you mentioned, if you use dev test, it includes everything except for backup and this robust monitoring thing. And I'm okay with that. If I'm just doing some dev work, some R&D, I need to figure some things out. I can spin up a new VM, enable this thing, wait for my five minutes, go get a cup of coffee, come back and everything is, is fine and dandy. And, and this is, so I'm sold twice now. So obviously my next question is how much is this going to cost me? Is my wallet going to, you know, change size? So that's a good question. Um, the cost of the relevant services. So the VMs that you already have running, they have a associated cost with storage and bandwidth and licenses and whatnot. So you pay for those, obviously, as you would even without Azure Auto Manage. Then you pay for all of the services that you utilize. And that's, I think, is uh, that, that log analytics and backup are not part of the dev test setting because those often incur additional cost. But beyond that, Azure Auto Manage is in preview now. And often if, some, if a service is on preview in Azure, it might be 50% uh, off from the base price. But this time it's free but the pricing will be announced later. Uh, and I'm not sure when later will happen, but since this has been away, uh, around since late September, 2020. So at the time of recording, that's been what, about nine, 10 months already. I would anticipate that this would be generally available later this year in 2021. 
and then we would get the uh, the cost associated with this. Perhaps it would be a sort of uh, fixed cost per VM that it manages, like two dollars or five euro per VM per month for maintaining all these settings for you. Because at least now you don't need to have a professional look after those VMs on a weekly basis to figure out, do we have backups configured? Do we do patching? How's everything doing? So in, in that sense, you get the benefit definitely. One quick other note here that I found on, on docs.microsoft.com is that if you want to switch the configuration of a VM that's auto-managed, like you have a VM, it does backups, but now you figure, well, actually, I want to change the backup settings. Instead of doing a weekly backup, let's do a monthly backup only. What you have to do, you have to disable auto-manage on that given VM. Then you can reapply auto-manage with a different configuration file, your custom config file. But once you do this, certain services are not reconfigured for the VM that's now reconfigured with Azure Auto Manage. And one of those that's mentioned is update management. And docs.microsoft.com has, has this sentence sort of outlining this issue that Microsoft will be monitoring resources associated to update management and, and similar services for drift, meaning that if you reconfigure a VM then update management settings are drifting away from this new, new configuration that you sort of applied. But it seems it's sort of abandoned at that point. And I feel this is probably a limitation of the preview. And, and I do hope that they will eventually fix this as well. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a great service. Oh, by the way, if you make a change, everything will start drifting because from that moment, nothing will actually get updated. Exactly. Uh, Let's hope your update works. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. That's and a, the, a good uh, thing to keep keep your eyes on. And the, the support is for Windows Server and Linux VMs. And, and, and happily enough, though, it's supported window, for Windows Server 2020 through 2019. So even 2020 R2 is supported. And all the usual Linux distributions, uh, meaning Red Hat, CentOS, Ubuntu, and the last one that we sort of debated, how do you pronounce that? The SUSE, the SUS Linux distribution, that's supported as well. And for the specific regions, all the major ones are supported. Uh, West Europe, North Europe, many US ones, the Asian ones. Azure Disk Encryption is supported, but the VM has to be a non-scale set. So if it's configured in a scale set, you cannot use Azure Auto Manage. Also good to know. Yeah. So in a nutshell, uh, it's a fairly simple configuration service that manages about 10 different services for one VM for you, according to Cloud Adoption Framework best practices. And we'll put that and the couple of other relevant links in the show notes. And, and once you enable it, you're good to go. But it's in preview now. So I would probably enable this for a couple of test VMs first to especially to see how backups and patch management works for your use case. And then eventually when it's generally available, perhaps we'll also get rid of the, the drift issue or the limitation, I would call this. And then it, it would be more ready for production use as well. Cool. 
Alrighty. So the last thing we have left for this episode is the unexpected question. And it's not like I'm keeping track, but I think it's my turn to ask you. Go for it. So if you started a new business, let's just assume that you would have free time to start a side business. And you chose that business to focus on producing fortune cookies. And uh, I, I know it's an American thing, but we have some, I think they're Chinese restaurants where they occasionally give you those as well. What would be the fortune, that the piece of paper with a, with a text on it, uh, the aphorism you would put in one of the cookies? So perhaps you would produce 2 million fortune cookies each month and only one of those would have this special thing. What would you put in there? Okay, that's a good question. I would put in be kind and kindness kindness will find you. That's actually something you should put into every cookie, but yeah. you know, being a kind guy, I think I'm a kind guy at least. Um, I would hope that everyone already kind of knows the gist of that. But, you know, treat your neighbor as you want to be treated yourself and so on and so forth. Uh, be kind to others and kindness will find you. I think that's what I would put. That's solid advice. So if you ever get in the business, I'm, I'm happy to support you, perhaps fund you initially to bootstrap your fortune cookie business, if I, you ever choose to do this. I, I will choose to do this right now. I might need maybe two or three million to get started. Uh, because obviously, like you said, there was going to be a lot of papers. So <laughs> we have a deal. <laughs> let me let me sleep over this. But you, you can think I'm, on it. Yeah. <laughs> initially, I'm I'm enticed with the idea. Yeah. Alrighty, this was fun. This was episode ninety on managing virtual machines with Azure Auto Manage. As always, thank you for joining us, and until next week. All right. See you then. Thank you for tuning in to the Control-Alt-Azure podcast. Find out more and read the show notes on controlaltazure.com. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.